Welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Scott. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about the Celestial Toy Maker, the animated version that we watched at the BFI on Saturday, the 2nd of March. Um, first things first, I've still got a cold, I've still got the lurgy, I still sound bunged up and coughing and everything. It's been, yeah, can't get shot of it. So Scott's the only one who sounds healthy on this podcast Woo-hoo! at the moment. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um... Yeah, so yesterday we saw, um, it was the world premiere, um, or premiere, as they say in America, of the Celestial Toy Maker, the animated version. And um, obviously people had seen all the, the, the trailers and, yeah. and, and, and stills on the internet, and a lot of people didn't like it, did they? They sort of voiced their opinions immediately, saying it, it was it looked awful, it looked childish, it looked worse than a, a PlayStation 1 cutscene from the mid-90s. See, that's what I thought at first, I was like... What yeah, I know, then, I know. And then you actually watch it, and then. Well, I was yes. about to say, what, what? So, what did you think? Now, watching all of it in the proper context, what did you think of it? It's not actually that bad of a story. I feel like because so many of the there's three episodes missing and only episode four exists, there's not much to base it off of. But mm. the animation sold that, I think, and that's why I liked watching it and really enjoyed it i know it's i mean it's always good to watch these things with other doctor who fans and it, it's yeah, always good watching stuff it's at more the BFI. interesting watching it yeah. with other people um getting other people's sort of reactions in the room and everything um gotta be honest it wasn't a sold out event yesterday there was a lots of empty seats at the beer forge i think it's the yes. first time ever i've been to the BFI um for a doctor who event and it hasn't been completely sold out next to you yeah, there was plenty of those empty seat next to me. Um, there were empty seats in front of us and all, for, all throughout the auditorium. So they were missing out. They were missing out because it was really, really good, yeah. actually. Um, Is it, they've gone for a, a different style, and I feel like if they adapt it, it will get even better. And yeah. it will become like a really good 3D, because from the trailer it's 3D, so... Yeah, it was probably one of the quietest events we've been to. Uh, yes. There were no... Um, so actors are Peter Purvis. I think they tried to get Peter Purvis there for it yesterday, but he he was unavailable. He's filming um, or something, so he, he wasn't able to get there. Um, Mark Ayers, who does the sound as usual, he does all the sound for all these releases. Yeah. He, he does some amazing work. He really does. Um, he came on to more or less sort of announce it, um, introduce it because yeah. the the only he was working on. That particular sort of the night before it was due to the BFI. That's yes. how close it was. Um, it wasn't ready. Episode one still wasn't ready when we watched it, it yesterday. Came up on screen, it said "not final" in big capital letters, and it wasn't rendered properly at all. Exactly. Yeah, it looked a bit sort of fuzzy. It wasn't quite ready yet, was yeah. it? Um, yeah, which was amazing. That's how close to the wire mm. it was. So you, he was working on it um, right up until um, the night before, even. Justin Johnson and Dick Fiddy, who do the usual introductions, they hadn't actually seen no. it either. Um, that's how 
that's how close it was and it, they don't even have an artwork cover yet but the team works in was all the way in australia which australia which means um well the animation yeah. team in australia yeah yeah which means you can't really just be like oh do you want to come to the bfi i know exactly <laughs> so it, it really was um it, it was if, if it was a painting it was still wet Put it that way. That, that's that's how fresh it was. It, if you could say that what we saw you said was a painting, the the paint hadn't dried yet. It was you know it was yeah. it really was that um, that that new. Um, but I I really enjoyed it. I mean I I don't sort out any of the uh, the surviving audio on yeah, the internet anywhere. I don't see any stills from the other um, from the other ones. It, it just I think for me it just sort of been a story that wasn't that well regarded because William Hunt was not in it very much. Yeah. Um, and what I'd seen of episode four didn't, you know, didn't the surviving that. episode, it didn't really make me want to go and um, have a look at it, uh, but, to be honest. Yeah. But I really enjoyed yesterday. I think the animation style really suited the story. Do you think that as well? Like, think- it's sort of, um, oh, how would I put it? It matches like the fun sort of. Well, the su- it's the surreal psychedelic. There are yeah. some very psychedelic bits and pieces in it, um, which I think. Only animation could have done. They could never have achieved that on a on a, a set at the BBC Studios or Lime Grove Studios, wherever the hell um, they filmed this story. Yeah. Because what you see in episode four, it's just someone, you know, it's Peter Purvis and Jackie Lane leaping about on wooden blocks, yeah, in, on a studio floor. Um, but in this, where this, the, you know, the the wooden blocks are in suspended in midair. Doors you see us in midair and they lead to nothing and you see them walk through and they don't yeah. appear. They just appear in the next room. I like um, how they've gone for a different. Um, they haven't just. They they've tried to push it away from what the original photos look like and or telly snaps, which yeah, which makes it <coughs> which makes it how it would it would the story feel better because it wouldn't be a small studio. No, it's it's like the the first puzzle um, you see where <clears throat> when they're going up against the two clowns, and the two clowns look supremely creepy and evil um, in this, and they look like toys. That that's the yes. whole thing because they the the Tom gets them out of that doll's house and he drops them in with 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 Dodo and Stephen. Um, but the puzzle itself, it gravity doesn't apply in it doesn't this. Matter. Yeah, exactly. So what? They're, one minute they're sort of the, the puzzle is upside down, or they're, they're on their side, or you know, um, it, it, it looks surreal, and it, it they can only achieve that with animation. The Mavity. Mavity, yes, Mavity. Exactly. I was hoping you wouldn't say that, but there you go. You've done it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Take that. There you go. Um, so I thought I thought it, it it looked really good, and I know people. It, don't like the animation style, um, and I'd be interested to see what other people thought of it. There, yeah. I haven't listened to any other um, any other podcasts. We did record yesterday for the DWP the Doctor yeah. Who podcast. We haven't um, with um, James actually and seen what um, Ian, but, other, uh, we haven't actually seen what other people want to post. What they said. No, no, and do you know what? To be honest, I don't really care because I thought it worked really well. I do want to see though. <laughs> I want to see what other people thought of it. Yeah. And see what they thought of it. See if it was bad or was it good or did they not enjoy it or did they enjoy it but they don't like the story? Did they like the animation? Well, yeah. Do, do you know what? what? I, I I think I enjoyed the story, um, but I I think I enjoyed it because yeah. of the animation. I think if I watched it as just as people leaping across a few blocks or having a fight in the yeah. kitchen, which is what basically one of the episodes is, um, I don't think it would have. 
it would have worked as well. I think I think that the animation really sells the story, and it, and it has to because it's quite. Um, a I think crazy it's a, story. It's like Ian said yesterday when we um, with, with James in at the BFI. He's, um, in case you don't know, um, everybody, you should do that by now. But I'm also a member of the Doctor Who podcast as well, so we recorded a little bit outside the BFI yesterday. Our immediate reaction, and um, yeah. which is already out online before before this podcast, mm. you can probably hear us say exactly the same thing. But um, Ian said it's a very ambitious story. And yeah. which I don't that think that wasn't being able to film at that time because they didn't have the stuff for it. No, no, exactly. So I think the animation really sells that. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't think it. I don't think I. I, I would have remembered it that fondly if I had. If yeah. if they had recovered those surviving episodes. It would episodes. have been nice to see what they would actually look like. In it would have been, and the there original. are there are sort of photographic stills out there, mm. telecards out there, but um, it's just the fact that the. The characters they're interacting with, the Doctor, Dodo, and Stephen, they are toys, and in this animated version, they are that they are toys, the overgrown toys they're interacting like, with, which um, I really liked. One of the characters, and um, for those who are spoilers, but they look like they're the sort of porcelain, they're yeah. made like porcelain to add that extra like toy detail, yeah. which I really like about that. Yeah, it looked a bit worn and, and yeah. sort of the paint had scraped off, and it just it just adds more realism. Yeah, and this is my only second William Hinal story. My first one was ooh, Edge of Destruction. You haven't watched any other William Hartnell Which Martin was stories. a bit of a random story to start off with. Just a bit. But um, yeah, it was a good story. But I've never watched. I've never watched a Dodo or Steven story either. So it's like a first time for basically all of them. Yeah. Uh, they're a good Tardis team, but they were only really in five or six episodes together, or maybe even less. I don't, yeah, they weren't. No. Jackie Lane wasn't it for long. Um, Peter Purvis was obviously there for for long because he was there with Vicky, Ryan O'Brien so. as well. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, I know. I I I was really surprised and really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed yeah. it because I think what they they had to do things with the toy maker. One minute he was big, then he was little, then like he was little tiny kept yeah. on top of the Tardis, I like how and they, then um, did, like also you know, designed his outfit as well. Well, that that's they what, added detail to it. Yeah, well, that's what he wore anyway. That's what Michael Goff wore. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but um, which I know people have a lot of problems with now because yeah. it's like a Chinese Mandarin style outfit. Uh. But ah, uh, you know, um, I think the other thing I did like as well it, because of they were able to do things with the animation that they weren't able to do yeah. at the time. Um. Maybe this sort of hue closer to what um because Brian Howes wrote this particular story and maybe. What they ought to do with animation, hewed closer to what, how we envisaged the story to look, which they just couldn't achieve yeah. at the BBC back then. It wasn't the they didn't. This is what I like about it. They and I know people like for completists want to see them um, stick to the shooting script, so everything must be as it was on the telly yeah. back in 1966 but when this you, was. But it wouldn't you know, look appealing to viewers now because it would No, look... do you know what? And I, I don't think they should stick to the shooting scripts. Yeah. If you if you can achieve what they originally how they envisaged it mm. back in the day, then then for God's sake just go and do it. But I don't know if every single story if they did more missing episodes in this animation style would actually match that that the style of animation we had yesterday. It matched the Celestial Toolmaker because of its nature. Yeah. Because it's weird and wonderful and it's fantasy. It's not it's not really science fiction this one, is it? No, it's not. It's not that much of a. It's it. It is. It's science fiction. Cause it's a science fiction show, but it's it's like one of the first stories that lead into fantasy. Yeah. And some of the audience mentioned the mind robber, but 
but as I was it the podcast we filmed yesterday which was the Doc 2 podcast they were talking I, about I think also Mark Ayres said about it as well on stage yeah. because he said this is more fantasy and, and he said you had the mind robber you had the guy in the, you know the master in the middle of everything yeah um, and that was a science fiction thing it wasn't it was all controlled by him yeah. using you know the, do you go ahead sorry no no I was done, done. <laughs> but the two stories are then they're different but so similar at the same time I've watched The Mind Rubber with you, I think. Did we yeah, do? we did watch it. I don't know if we did yeah, a review did. on it. I think you did review. I watched it and it was a really enjoyable story. And But they're so different. But at the same time, they both have like, fi- they both have like fictional story and fairy tale characters come yeah. to life. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's right. So That's it's right. the same. It's the, they're kind of, kind of similar. I think, I think if The Mind Rubber had been missing, mm. then... What they did with the Celestial Time Maker, that that animation style, would have worked with that particular story as well. I think. Yeah. It, it really would have done. Um, but I mean, this is the same team that did the um, the Web of Fear, the Miss Web of three. Fear. Um, and according to Marquez, he said they themselves admit it didn't really work that well. Yeah, but this is a big improvement. It is a big improvement, but again, I think because the story suits it. Um, yeah. It, it'd just be interesting if they if they do persevere with this, or they go back to the Adobe animation yeah. for any other stories. The thing is, as, as um, I think Justin Johnson said yesterday, they've got no other um, Doctor Who events lined up at the moment um, because there's nothing else to get done. Well, apparently so, there, there are other animated stories to come because we found that that out of the Underwater Menace, didn't we? Mm. Um, but they're but, not going to stop. They're going to keep going. Yeah. Like, uh, <clears throat> the, the release gap between this and the Underwater Menace is only about three or four months. So they've been working really hard on animations. So yeah. There could be one announced in two months or something well, like that. Well, there could be another one announced. Yeah, we don't. We just don't know at the moment. Um, I hope so. I we, we know We know there's going to be more to come, but we don't know what they are, yeah. what the schedule is or anything like this, that. This moves on to another thing. I think you said. Um, uh, I think I don't know when it was, but um, the they could probably animate the Highlanders with the animation style because it's it would be easy to animate Tartan on using that animation using style. Using CGI, you know, they could do. Yeah. 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 That, that would be quite interesting to see. But what do you? I got a question for you. What do you think we're going to see next in terms of animations? Ooh, I don't know actually. They could probably do. Um, Ooh, probably. Well, this this is the interesting thing because what we had. Yes, there's another little extra we had yesterday. Was this yes. escape room thing? There was. It's a new. Because um, in addition to Marquez, the, the other special <laughs> guest there was Emily Cook, and she's involved in these new extras that have been uh, have been filmed um, for um, sort of upcoming collection box sets. Collection box sets. Um, so. Basically what it is, they created an escape room, got people connected to the Doctor Who, whether it's in surviving actors or whatever, um, or people just connected like Toby Haydoke and directors and things like that. And they filmed seven episodes of these, like them in an escape room trying to figure out the puzzle. All the puzzles connected oh, the to Doctor, Doctor Who. Team, and, to the seventh yeah. Doctor team. So all we know is what they showed us yesterday is the first Doctor team, which was uh, Peter Purvis, Maureen O'Brien, and... I've forgotten her name. Lisa Bowman? Lisa Bowman, thank you very much, because I don't know anything about um, what, what's the character she does uh, on Big Bernie Finish. Bernie Summerfield. Bernie Summerfield. I've never listened to any That's of it, it, so yeah. I don't know anything about it. Um, but no, she she was in Survival. 
um, back of the day. So, but her link to the first Doctor is a little bit tenuous. But anyway, she's there, and they showed us a quick clip of this. So we know this extra is going out on the Celestial Toymaker um, Blu-ray when it gets released. Mm-hmm. Well, that does tell us though, there's not going to be another first Doctor box set. For some time yet, yeah, because this, this is going to be on yes. an individual release. Oh no! Yeah, so it might mean we're getting a second Doctor box set. Box set. I'm praying coming out. Who knows? We're probably. Well, I don't really think we'll get season four until maybe um like the Smugglers is animated because I'm guessing that maybe the Smugglers might be animated next or maybe another season three story. Well, that's the thing. We could get the we could get the something like the Smugglers and. That's what's going to cut as a yeah. standalone release. That means we're not going to get another sec. We're not it, going to get a second Doctor. It would be nice collection, to, um, yeah. Actually, see season four be completed because that way we'll get the collection, the second Escape Room episode. Because it they've they've sort of moved away from season four, moving on to season three. But it would be really nice to see them complete that season as the, like the first full complete classic Doctor Who season with all of its stories somewhat nice intact. collection box yeah. set. Yeah, yeah, it would be nice. Because um, season two still had two missing episodes. Yeah. So. But we know then there's going to be other collections because they filmed mm. these escape room things for, well, for that. It, we think. We yeah, think. It, it, it does... I've got to be perfect. It does smack they've run out of ideas for these yeah. um, collections now, really just doing things like that. But... Um, but at least it's it kind of it's a bit of a folly, really. But it does it does show that there are, are going to be other collections coming out at some point. Yeah. But but then again, the rate they're released, there could be we could be waiting years, we could another decades before the, yeah. these others have come out. It but. would really be nice. To, okay, back to the I know you're back to the question, but what would you like to see be animated though? Um, I'd like to see the wheel in space. Yeah, that's a that's a mixed reaction story, according to some people. Because the the, the, the epi- some people think that's a good story, but yeah, some people think it's not a good story. Well, that's the same. It's, it's I mixed. think it's the same with the Celestial Toy Maker. But yeah. I I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the animation. I, I was I mean, colour me surprised yesterday as to how much I actually enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was really really good. Would be nice if the team that did the Underwater Menace would carry on from their animation. That well, I think we're we're going to get a mixture. I think space. now we're going to get a mixture of animations. It would be now. nice to see the animation based off what the story is themed like, like yeah. the Wheel in Space sort of a very sci-fi sort of animation. Quite yeah, whether, whether the, yeah, I I think the that Adobe style of animation it has yeah. its limitations, and especially when it comes to movement. Um, but it's not bad or, 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 fi- or fight scenes it doesn't really work that well even with the CGI version yeah. of the Cecil Tormaker some of the movement's still a little bit jerky and they said because they filmed at different frame rates or something yeah. um, but it's the thing with the Adobe ones they are nice and they produce some good stuff out of them but as mm-hmm. you said the movement doesn't work because they've really made really good like really nice stuff out of them yeah, like, yeah. People, people. Some people don't enjoy the Macro Terror story. I really enjoy it. You really love it, don't <laughs> but you? But I want yeah. to. I want to get the book for it, but it's thirty-five quid. Like, no. oh, what the Target book? Oh yes, dear. Yes, I'm not. Oh, dear. I can't. No, I'm, I can't. I'm not affording that. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Um, that must be a first future. edition version. You look at there. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I think I think there's going to be more to come. But but yesterday, really pleasantly surprised. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and. I, I, I'm hoping other people who appreciate 
what they've done with the animation of this story because based on that 90 second trailer we saw uh, it, it, do, it doesn't do it, do it justice to be honest it doesn't sell it it doesn't sell it um, I know people hated it and I wasn't too Keen. sure myself when I saw that trailer um, but watching it in its entirety it really works it really works yeah. so yeah excellent stuff excellent mm. so um, so yeah another good day at the BFI yep and maybe we'll go back in the future Yes, we will. Hopefully, we nice. will if we get tickets. So, um, yeah. but a big, a big thank you to Paul, our podcasting compatriot, because he was the one who got us the tickets. Thank you, Paul. Yes, thank you, Paul. Thank so, you. and we also need to thank Paul because we wouldn't be here making this podcast if he didn't buy the tickets. Oh no, precisely. So thank you, Paul. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. So, um, so anyway, uh, we'll be back um, fairly soon. I think you and I are going to do a commentary for. Uh, Another animated, or part animated story, aren't we? We're going to do the Ice Warriors. Oh, yes, of course. I forgot about that. Yes, we're yes, going to do I that. Yes, I really wanted so, to yeah. watch that now. Yeah, and then Paul and I are going to be doing another Target uh, TV comparison. We haven't decided what story we're going to do yet. But but since we've just done the first Doctor and the second Doctor, we're going to do the second Doctor. It won't be that, because that's what yeah. that's what we've just done now, and we're going to do in the future, Scott. So, I would, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe you could do um, Revelation of the Daleks. I have, I actually have the book. In, I actually have the book, the Target book for that. So yeah, Paul doesn't though. Oh, <laughs> that's the problem. So Paul doesn't. So anyway, so until next time, folks. Um, it's goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Scott. Goodbye. listening you can download this podcast from itunes amazon podcast spotify and through your podcatcher of choice if you would care to leave us some feedback on itunes that would be very much appreciated you can also find us on twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast on the who's he podcast facebook group and through our website who's hyphen he hyphen podcast.co.uk